Welcome into the Hustle Podcast. Saturday morning, first show on a Saturday. College Thank basketball you. is here. Army, Navy, the whole bit. UFC even tonight. I am Drew Martin, joined by Kelly Stewart, Chris Thurston, Adam Trigger. As always, guys, make sure to check out the merch store in the uh, in the link on the Hustle Show pod Twitter. Also, we are brought to you by Viva. Viva Tequila Seltzer going live in Boston, Massachusetts, as well as soon. California and maybe even Florida in the future. Not exactly sure, but going around the horn, a little Saturday morning update here. Kelly Stewart, ladies first at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. Kelly, welcome in. How you feeling? I feel great, actually. Now, I did stay out until 2 a.m. I did not go to a strip club with Bobby. I can confirm <laughs> that. Uh, I vetoed that really hard. Uh, but I felt like I went to a strip club because I was live streaming rough and rowdy from a bar. And the ring girls they have were just mind boggling. Uh, I think my favorite thing was Askzilla. Either way, I was like, holy shit, you don't even need to go to a strip club when you have girls like this just parading around and God knows what. Uh, but it was uh, a great time. Many drinks were had. I totally didn't think it was going to be me. CT Betts was whacking Vivas at like 2 p.m. yesterday. I was like, there's no way. Like, I'm not even going to go to dinner until 8.30. Like, it's going to be a chill night. <laughs> CT vets any uh well happy Saturday morning to you buddy and any uh a rebuttal here I was uh honestly all week I told you guys I've been feeling like shit and uh a couple of the big time uh Viva guys were in town yesterday so I had to meet up with them and obviously had to whack a couple um that being said I was also in bed at nine o'clock uh have the, the shakes and the shivers uh feeling a little bit under the weather but it's always nice to see the the three of you and uh happy to be here and like you said, big day, Army, Navy, and a full college hoop slate. So let's uh, let's go. I'm excited. He's CT bets. He was the favorite to be most hungover. I don't know. I guess we, we can vote on it at the end, guys. Feel free to join us in the chat box. And last, certainly not least here, at Top Flights SI on Twitter. Adam Trigger, welcome in. Happy Saturday morning to you, buddy. Same to you, Drew. I feel good right now. I didn't drink last night. I drank on Thursday night. So the sharp, the sharp market would have known I drank on Thursday night and would have not taken me at, you know, even money on friday but uh i hit wisconsin milwaukee last night and went to bed so good good friday night and uh ready to go today yeah nice little play there on wisconsin milwaukee plus the points uh pretty much coast to coast there and guys if you don't know what we're talking about being hungover this is the first show on saturday morning kelly in vegas on twitter posted something with odds on who would be the most hungover i was plus 300 i wasn't oh, planning on you're drinking like last the night angel kelly. child of the group no you're the overachiever the <laughs> former finance guy like as much as I love you and I've seen you party, I just totally expected like Drew to just come out, be well behaved, well prepared for the show, like you are. That's the reason why you were the underdog. Okay, hey, I, I can I can respect that. I wasn't even planning on drinking last night, but when I saw your tweet, sure enough, I had a couple of Vivas, went out and had a Guinness. But then I, I did call it a night around eleven thirty, so uh, I doubt I'm the most hungover. Although I guess we can figure that out at the end of the show, guys. We got a lot of college basketball coming to you today. Some UFC, maybe uh, some uh, Army and Navy as well. But guys, first we always do a, a recap segment here. Adam Trigger holds that, so uh, Trigger, I'll throw it over to you, man. What we got in recap? Yeah, so normally I'll recap the Saturday stuff from the prior week in this spot, but we obviously, this is the first Saturday show. Uh, so I'll just go back and, and touch on a couple of the plays we gave out on Wednesday. Uh, I gave out Eastern Michigan uh, to beat Niagara, and they did. Uh, nearly blew a lead, which is my thing in college hoop, but they did not. Uh, they held on after, you know, blowing a double-digit lead, one by two. 
it was a pick. So that one gets there. And then the Vikings, Drew Martin bets at wager talk 5% play, uh, which is our biggest, you know, max sort of percentage at wager talk with the Vikings. He had to sweat a, uh, la- a, a last play that could have, you know, really ruined that three, but it didn't. It gets there. Uh, and I think, um, you know, CT talked about Vikings as well, as did our guests. So nice start for the for the content this week, 2-0 from Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. Always nice to do a uh, a little 2-0, and o guys. And uh, we got big game breakdown as well. I guess I could start it off here. Um, one actually going at 11.30. We did the show at, from 11 till about, you know, we'll see how it goes, maybe 11.30, 11.40, giving us enough time to get in our last-minute bets before kind of tip off here 12 noon on Saturday. But today we actually have one going at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. And it's my Auburn Tigers versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Looks like minus 14 in the hook for Auburn, 150 being the total. Also note, note this is a neutral site game up in New York. Look, guys, there was a lot of news coming out about Auburn. If you remember the uh, the, the person thing with the FBI um, the shoe uh, or, or just kind of getting money through through agents. Uh, Auburn was caught up in that. Now, Bruce Pearl being suspended for two games. So this is a game to watch how they play in this game. Use that for the next game as well. If they're kind of used, going a little slower tempo, more up tempo, look to maybe bet them over in the next game or slower, maybe under. Um, I actually think it's a good thing for Auburn. I really do. In in college basketball and college football, whenever there's kind of indecision, like, hey, are you going to be in prob- probation next season? Maybe that hurts your recruiting. So I think this is actually a good thing for Auburn. Maybe look to kind of bet on them, even though Bruce Pearl isn't in. However, I don't want to lay the 14 and a half here. I still think they're going to go up tempo, look to score here. Nebraska, if they're able to do that, it's not like Auburn plays the best of defense here. So seeing this total at 150, I think it's an up and down affair. I would go over Auburn in Nebraska, over 150. That's for my big game breakdown. I got best bets at the end, which I like a lot more. But going around the horn here, uh, CT bets, do you have a, uh, a kind of big game you want to break down today? Yeah, there is. And I'm actually curious to to see what, what you and Treg think of this because you guys usually dial into the small conferences. And um, like Kelly and I were talking about on Wednesday, we haven't really dialed in too much onto college basketball yet. We're focusing on football. Um, but this week I started watching um, some games and these are actually two teams that I've seen a couple times this year. I'm Temple at St. Joe's at the St. Joe's Hawks. And these are two very similar teams. In my opinion, both have played very comparable schedules so far here. St. Joe's has a kid named Jordan Hall. I know Trigg's probably very familiar with him. The kid's been lighting it up on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. I really like St. Joe's in this spot. This this line is St. Joe's minus one. Uh, It's kind of one of those light bulb games that I usually talk about. St. Joe's is minus one. Yet you see on the on your on the wager talk odds board. All of the money is coming in on Temple. That says to me, light bulb, light bulb, Drew Martin bets. I've seen both these teams play. I like St. Joe's at home to get it done today. This game goes at 1 o'clock. I'm laying the short number. St. Joe's, Hawks, minus one over the Temple Owls. And I must say, like, this isn't like a a CT firing off who was special for, for football. I'm treading very lightly right now getting my feet wet in basketball. So don't go crazy. This is a game that I like, but I'm not smashing it uh, to the moon like I am with with my football uh, bets here. Hey, hey, totally understandable. It's a Saturday college basketball working into it. CT bets, not doing the hula just yet. Maybe next week, guys. we got to wait for that. 
Kelly in Vegas. You got a big game with maybe Army Navy. Or are you still sitting this one out? You know, I've got a couple of different ones, but I have to laugh at the comments because everybody says this every single time. How come Kelly in Vegas is always in Ski Profits living room? It's funny. It's just a, a screen yard background, green screen. So you guys don't have to look at my ugly curtains or whatever's behind me. Uh, okay. So as far as Army Navy goes, I think our good buddy Ralph Michael said it best. Now we don't tease college football whatsoever. And you guys and I spoke about this a little bit on Wednesday. I said, I'm going to stay away. If you're looking for some action, I thought this was a, a really great take by him. And that would be to tease Army down below a field goal and to tease that total up a little bit higher. Again, I thought that that made the most sense. I don't tease college football. I'm not going to tell anybody else to, but that's how I'm looking at this game. If you really got to have some action, Right now, Barstool Sportsbook put in $100 for new customers. $100 gets donated to the Fisher House. Great, great um, charity for our veterans. I'd like to shout them out. Johnny Detroit and Wager Talk do some stuff with them as well. As far as college basketball goes, Chris and I are on the same team here. We usually wait until about January. I did start looking at college basketball on Monday. Haven't really fired on anything too crazy. If you watch Rough and Rowdy last night, a really loud mouth guy gave out UConn. I do disagree with them here. I like the Bonnies. I took them plus four and a half. Looks like they're pretty much fours left on the wager talk odd screen. Uh, also Trig agrees. He sent me over a bunch of guys and a bunch of stats and a reason why it's fine. I don't want to, I don't want <laughs> to, you know, butcher any of that. I'm gonna let Trig talk about that. But a game that I like is the Missouri Tigers plus 23. We've seen some reverse line movement in this one. And that is kind of going back to what Chris said things that make his brain go, wait a minute, what am I missing here? This was the one that I honed in on uh, last night when the lines came out, then double-checked it again this morning, open 25, now 23, whole world's betting KU against Mizzou. And look, I understand Missouri's not great. They have an okay defense. Their offense is just snoozeworthy. I'm not saying they're going to put up a ton of points here, but I do think that they're going to control that tempo against the Jayhawks. And look, here's a KU team that probably at one point in time really cared about beating up on Missouri. There was a big rivalry there. They may still do that, but I think these teams are basically in different directions, right? You've got a Missouri team that can't cover to save their life. You've got a seven and one Jayhawks team in Allen Fieldhouse. All the whistles are going to go KU's way. The bookmakers know that. And that's why they made this one 25. This game should be 19 bottom line point period, the end. I'm going to be the, on the Missouri Tigers. I'm not going to watch a second of this game because yeah. it's going to infuriate me. Yeah. I'm just going to refresh the score in the last minute. And when Mizzou loses by 20, we're going to catch that ticket. Yep. I like it, KIV. I, I, I do. Your breakdown, especially Army-Navy, I'll come back to you. I, I want to give a trig, though, man. Uh, your big game breakdown, buddy. Yeah, so just to touch on a couple things. Uh, yes, I like St. Bonaventure, and I'll get to that later in the show. Uh, CT gave out St. Joe's. He asked what I thought. Uh, they were like really banged up last year. They had a ton of injuries. So they would be a team that I actually think could, could have some value this year. And they got a transfer from Vanderbilt. Um, who's, you know, been, been a nice addition to the team. His last name's Obina. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that name, uh, but he's averaging 13.2.7 boards a game. So yeah, CT, a probably on, C, CT probably on to something with St. Joe's. Um, and I, we will try to get to all the games in the chat, but one person asked for this game, uh, yesterday in the, in the, uh, questions, and it's actually, a, uh, one of my best bets at wager talks, a 4% play. So I will break down Alabama and Houston, which is probably one of the biggest games on the card today. And it's one of the last games on the board that goes tonight, uh, from Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. 
And I, I love Alabama in this game. You know, I think the concern I've, I hear a lot of like, Oh, like let down spot after the Gonzaga win. Well, you know what? The Gonzaga win was a week ago and this game's at home. It, it's a, it's a night game at home for Alabama. The place is going to be rocking. I, that that's one of the bigger home court advantages in college basketball to me, uh, Coleman Coliseum and Houston. They're all defense and rebounding in my opinion. And, you know, Alabama is a top 10 rebounding team. And I don't think Houston's going to be able to run with Alabama. That's what I think is going to be the issue for them here. Alabama averages 86.4 points per game. Nate Oates is awesome. Like he's done an incredible job at that school. Um, you know, Houston, it, it's a, it's two completely different styles. Houston's going to defend, rebound, try to slow the game down. They have yet to play someone that's going to push the tempo like Alabama is. Bottom line, I just don't think Houston Houston is as good as Alabama. I think Alabama has has better players. They're at home. This should be an electric environment. It's already moved a little bit, but I would say that money line, you know, I ended up taking minus 135 with my clients. I would say anything under minus 150, just play the money line. That's 10 p.m. tonight. I think Alabama takes it to Houston on national TV. That's going to be a good one, Trig. You know yeah. what surprised me about that? 10 p.m. in Tuscaloosa. That's a 9 p.m. start. There's going to be some oh, yeah. hydrated fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should They should be all – They everyone should be. And, you know, that's like – they're probably uh, – you know, this is like the first weekend without a football game. So you, you probably right. get like a real good crowd at that game. Like Alabama fans have to be fired up in general, right? Like they're in this college football playoff. Sure. Now they get yeah. a 9 o'clock – huge basketball game like basically like you know a couple top 20 teams like that's going to be an awesome environment it should be yeah. spelled out like crazy so yeah yeah it'll be a fun one to watch too you know we got ufc tonight we got that's the that's the last game on the card there's like three or four college basketball games going at 10 p.m eastern that's one yeah. of the biggest ones so that one will be fun that's actually the one i had circled uh near best bets so guys stay tuned uh a little bit more analysis on this one but kelly hey paco's got a or not a question a comment here in the chat box that i agree with him uh this isn't the typical college football game teasing could be a good call and in you know you're breaking a couple rules with teasing this game i guess you are going through a, a a key number sidewise but totals in college basketball you're really not supposed to tease i mean i kind of learned that from you um but this game with such limited possessions that both teams running the same type of offense, the clock's going to be running. I actually agree with, with Paco, you know, those rules almost kind of not throw them out of the window, but they don't matter as much. Any thoughts on that? Well, I think this is the thing. When we talk about long teasers in the NFL, look, we're looking for dogs to tease up through a field goal, through a touchdown, or we're looking for favorites to tease down. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what Army fits the bill here. And with a, a historically low total, it fits so much better because we know that points are going to be at a premium. We spoke about it on Wednesday, 15 straight unders. The bookmakers are done getting throttled on these unders. I mean, short-term loans at best, if you will, but I'm sure that they have taken a bath here because everybody's jumped on board. I saw a smart ass this morning on Twitter, uh, some talking head that I follow, and is like, oh, I hadn't heard that one yet. You know that all of these games have went under for however many seasons. And so it kind of becomes that way. And so when I'm looking at teasers, particularly like the Atlanta Falcons this week, they're in every single one of my teasers because their total is lower. Um, as, as far as this specific game goes, I'm with you, Drew. Both teams, time of possession. It is going to be a ground and pound type game. Last year it was 15 nothing. I think I fell asleep at halftime. Uh, and all jokes aside, as much as I appreciate that they play these games, 
Uh, Army does have a bowl game on deck. Maybe yeah. this is their last game of the season. I think we could see it being easily a, you know, 21-10 type of game where you don't need the teaser. I'm just saying if you're looking for some action here and uh, don't really want to have to sweat the favorite, you can definitely tease Army down. And, and Kelly, one question for you, um, you know, with Barstool Sportsbook, because I'm not a big teaser better every now and again. Can you tease Army Navy like Navy through the or, or I guess Army down like you're like you're talking about and then go to the NFL with the other part of the teaser? Or do you got to keep it college football? So there's two different things you can do uh, over at the Barstool Sportsbook. Yes, you can tease cross sports just like you okay. can at any other book. But the big thing is there, they have a, a parlay plus. So you go into one specific game and anything within that game, you can put together. So let's say that Army's minus seven and a half and you like the first touchdown score, right? You can actually move the stool, move Army down to minus two and a half and parlay it with who you think is going to score the first touchdown. Those are the type of things that I think is really cool about the book. Um, I put together a couple of different parlay pluses when I was in the Barstool State last time when I was in Pennsylvania. Almost got it a little too overzealous on Jimmy G passing yards, unfortunately. But those are the type of things that I really like because we all know that parlays are sucker bets, right? right. But every single Saturday I put out a college football parlay because it kind of gives you, if you go 3-0, and it kind of gives you that extra like fuck yeah, if you will, on the money line. Um, and that's what I like about these parlay pluses because, you know, you can get 20-1 to 1 or better odds on things that you want to bet anyway. So if you're going to bet all these things singularly, throw them in a little, you know, $10 parlay with a little cherry on top. You go 3-0, and 4-0, life's really good. Absolutely. It's like the cherry on top, that little extra kick towards the uh, top. Yeah, of and, and those are the type of things that, that honestly are not going to kill your bankroll if you're betting correctly. And those are the type of things that are the reason why I'm having an amazing college football season. Had I not hit those few parlays there, it wouldn't have been happening. So uh, I like doing stuff like that just as a little extra bonus cherry on top, if you will. Absolutely. I think we got a, a truck moving backwards somewhere. I'm not really sure. I'm going to go ahead uh, and guess it's CT Bats because he doesn't know how to mute himself. Oh, no, that's no, that's not. definitely out. That's outside my window here. I didn't think I could. I, I always get blamed, and it's always Treg. It's unbelievable. No, that's that's definitely outside here. I didn't think you guys, you guys could hear that. Like, I Oh, no, no, it's in. not loud, Treg. No, not at all. See, it sounded like a dog. Was... So... Baco wants to know how come nobody's slugging Vivas right now. I'm not going to lie to you. When I woke up this morning, I was like, should I have a Viva? How do I want my day to go? The biggest yeah, problem I... is <laughs> once you start, then it's like you just can't have one. Right. Yeah. I thought about it. I, I thought about cracking one, and I was like, wait, but then I'm then I'm already drinking at 11 a.m. 8 a.m. on the West Coast. I mean, come on, Paco. Give me a little bit of uh, credit here. <laughs> Uh, DeAndre Fisher wants to know any thoughts on Syracuse Trig. Have you done anything with that game? This is not a, a team that I've really looked at, even though the prop queen would be mad at me for saying that. No, I, I have thoughts. I think Syracuse is a fade. I, I think they're a tricky team to fade because they can shoot it. So they're like a wild card type team. They, you you kind of saw it earlier this week, right? Like they're in the game, they're in the game, they go cold and they end up losing and not covering. Uh, to me, uh, there's not many times I'm going to be trying to bet on Syracuse this year unless unless they're a, a huge dog. In this case, now my earbud's falling out. In this case, I think uh, Georgetown's a little undervalued. I expected that um, I, I expected that number to be bigger. So I, I would say there's some. Uh, uh, or I'm sorry, I, I would say there's some value here with with Georgetown. 
Um, just it seems like everyone's going to bet Syracuse in this spot. They seem super public right now, and uh, I, I I would fade that. Not a game it, I love. Not, it's not at something Georgetown I, Trig, or is it on a neutral yeah, site? Yeah, it's at it Georgetown. Is. Let me ju- I, I have my uh, odd screen right here. Hold on. Trig, and to, to your to your point, I don't want I want to jump in here a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Obvi- obviously, I I really haven't been following too much college basketball, but on Tuesday, uh, Villanova played Syracuse, and that when I looked at that game, I was like, wow, that looks way too easy to bet Syracuse right now. I think they were getting about eight and a half points. Uh, yeah, and it seemed to me like it was a very publicly bet game on Cuse. And obviously it was close pretty much the whole way, but then Nova ended up pulling away at the end and uh, actually won by like 15 or 16. I, I believe I ended up putting a couple bucks on, on Nova. Um, but I agree with you. It seems like Cuse uh, has been very public. Right. And the reason, and that's, like I said, the, the Cuse went entirely cold in the second half. I mean, Georgetown's not even close to the team Villanova is, but like now you've got Syracuse laying points on the road. That's, that's just not a team. Like if I'm going to bet Syracuse this year, I'm going to bet, I'm going to look for them as like a, like a big dog, kind of, you know, kind of like they were against Florida state. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to bet them as like road chalk. Georgetown is not a good basketball team. Like they're, they're just not, but this just feels like a spot where I, if I had to bet the game, I, I think I would just roll the dice getting points at home with Georgetown. Bienvenidos, Humberto de Argentina. So we got multiple continents joining us. Over 300 people appreciate everybody joining us here. The Hustle Show podcast. Uh, We're simulcast live on Twitter, guys, at The Hustle Show pod. Also going live on YouTube at Wager Talk YouTube. So please hit the like button if you're liking the content. You can find us here each and every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, going forward throughout March Madness. Chris Thurston, Kelly Stewart, Adam Trigger, brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Guys, this is an important time to remind you, there is zero sugar in Viva Tequila Seltzer. Saturday mornings are a lot easier if you're drinking that type. And also, Chris, I learned from your brother, tequila, is it the healthiest type of liquor out there? He, He was saying it's healthier than even vodka. It is. I actually learned that from him uh, as well a couple weeks ago. I had no yeah. idea. Uh, How do you guys not know this stuff? I feel like maybe all those years doing bottle service that <laughs> the internet likes to trash me for. I feel like I went to a lot of liquor classes and that is just a no-brainer. It's made with agave instead of potatoes or rice or wheat Correct. or anything else that they usually make alcohol with. Wow, I did not know that at I all, guys. I didn't either, Drew. No, that, that's amazing. I always thought vodka was the the uh, kind of healthiest, but no, guys, tequila. No, so. vodka. Well, the thing is, is that you guys have to remember, they make whole, like, alcohol, and then they the way they distill it, distill it. Yeah. they water it down based on the proof. Okay. So vodka is, like, literally Everclear is vodka, <laughs> right? And then they water it down, right. and they either make it with grapes or uh, potatoes, fun stuff like that. It's uh, It's not great for you. It's not great for you. Tequila, I'm not going to go ahead and say is good for you. Uh, but if you had to rank them, I would say red wine, then tequila would be the uh, two healthy choices. Kelly in Vegas is uh, li- liquor ratings, but it's always welcome on a Saturday morning. Guys, we got best bets coming up. Feel free to shout out any questions in the chat box. It is that time now where we'll go through games um, on the chat box. Also talk a little... um. What UFC? I was looking at Olivari at plus one twenty. Not sure if any of you guys got anything. Look a little, you know, buy low, sell high. The champion at the plus price getting Poirier off of fighting, you know, these big fights against Conor McGregor. Now having to lay a price against a huge jiu-jitsu guy. Having to watch this late UFC. I always love doing that on Saturday. So I'm going to go with the underdog there. 
Olivaria plus 120 for me in UFC. Um, we got Illinois. Looks like Kyle like in Illinois here in the chat box. People loving us going Saturday mornings, guys. Got to uh, appreciate everybody joining us. Please smash that like button. But yeah, going through, guys, any questions out there? Uh, anybody wanted to I, answer? I'm dying laughing because now we have, I've completely started a, an argument based on what grain alcohol is. No, Everclear <laughs> is not vodka. It is a grain alcohol, which is what vodka starts out as. <laughs> anyway, I had to laugh. Uh, I'm going to go with Trig first because I know that he's going to take the longest. So that means me and CT are going to have to hurry up and finish. No, class. I was going to say, I want to make sure I touch everyone's comments. So... Illinois, I've I've loved this team all year. I think Illinois is yeah. is a championship caliber team, and now that they've sort of figured out their rotation, uh, I'll keep I, I'll I would not advise betting against them. So you know Arizona is really good, but I, I think Illinois is better. I would I would definitely take Illinois there. And, and Kelly and Trig, um, what are we thinking about this line move on the total? 151. Guys, looking at the wager talk odd screen, this opened 151. We're seeing 158, seven point move. Ooh. And in college basketball, that does happen in November and December, time. but not usually between big name programs like this. The the opening odds getting it that far off. Seven point move here. Kelly, does that scare you at all? Yeah, it tells me I'm too late to the party. I mean, Trig will share some stuff with me every once in a while, and sometimes I'm in the middle of filming. And I, you know, miss it by a half a point and I don't bet it. And it sucks because I'm like, nope, I've seen it before where I took minus two and, you know, Trig gave it out of the pick and the game lands one. Those are the type of things here. Eight points. You got to just completely stay away, I think, at that point in time or look towards the other side. Uh, look, there are some big money movers in college basketball. And when it hits, I have literally had a text come through my phone and log in and I'm like, the line already moved a point and a half within right. a minute and a half. And so that's something to really consider here. When you have these big swings, you may still cash that ticket, but I think long-term you laying bad numbers or betting into six, seven, eight point line moves on a total is just not a good practice. Kelly, what, what about the argument, you know, two and a half to three, three to three and a half in NFL side is just a very different marketplace from a college basketball total where, I mean, obviously the, these odds makers, you know, a seven, eight, we'll even see 10 point moves sometimes. It's just not exactly, you know, apples to apples. So, so run with it anyway. It's definitely not. Look, we know that the NFL is one of the tightest markets, right? And to move from two and a half to three, like we saw the Bengals last week says that somebody out there really is that bet the Bengals is really respected. And I think that's not something we're going to see in college basketball where college basketball will move off $300 bets. Like th there are some really sharp groups right. that are limited to a hundred dollars at some of these sports books. Like I've seen it firsthand where they go to log in and they just can't get enough action down. So they're all logging in at the same time, betting a hundred dollars and the books just keep moving it because the biggest thing is, is that in college basketball, there are over 300 teams. The bookmakers cannot be right on all these games. So what do they do? They focus on the marquee ones, right? And that's why I usually try to stay away from those uh, big-name teams. But you do get those times where I think teams named Kentucky, teams named Kansas, teams named Syracuse, they're going to be overvalued. And if you can find uh, those little needles in the haystack, if you will, in those times where they're big-time overvalued, then that's where you want to be betting, in my opinion, in college basketball. Kelly, I have one more question for you. 
Paco's kind of touching on this. Uh, Nadeau in in Jer- Jersey Jerry last night. Why couldn't <laughs> Barstool take bets on that? Uh, bet online put so, put out a line. So like lots of offshores can right, but the the offshores were putting out the Madden games I was doing at freaking Bleacher Report. Remember? Right. So it's an unfortunate thing where I believe, and this is probably not something I'm actually allowed to speak to. Uh, oh, living in Las Vegas, the only thing that they can put odds out on are gaming sanctioned events, right? So they cannot put it out in the political election, which we know that um, the like offshores can put a bet on anything, right? They can make anything that they want. They can say, I think the Gatorade color is going to be XYZ. And what happened when a couple of the sports books in New Jersey tried to do it? They got smoked. So anything that can be manipulated, they're not going to do it. And then because this is uh, an event that is, you know, basically hosted by Big Cat Dave and Robbie, those are not uh, things that I believe that they can actually put lines out on. But I will say this was really funny because Brad Powers, uh, I gave out the line, the opening line of Jersey Jerry minus $3. That happens to be what Bet Online opened it as. And it got whacked all the way to $7 within 45 minutes. It was hilarious. That's but insane. It is insane. But I can, to be honest with you, how easy would it be to fix one of those fights? Like, sure, I don't know. It shouldn't right. be that. I feel like it's not that hard. I could have set the line on every single one of those fights. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing. But, yeah, I think that we you know, we have an app called Play Barstool. You can bet on, if you will, who you think is going to win and things like that. You win prizes and stuff. But uh, I think that as far as, like, the actual sportsbook getting involved, there could be some serious uh, – issues if there was a rumor that a fight was thrown or things like look at that look at the kentucky derby i mean if we're having huge massive events that have controversy imagine uh a bunch of rednecks fighting in charleston west virginia like what's going to come from that absolutely that 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 has uh problems written all over it um hey hey ct i want to get you back in here we we got s dot in here saying navy has a much better strength of schedule tease navy in the under i know that's a no-no but a great play i a lot of people forget Navy plays in the AAC, you know, Cincinnati, they beat UCF, Memphis, Houston, SMU, whereas Army, you know, that strength of schedule wasn't really all there, man. There's a lot of, uh, I, I guess, just not very talented teams. Now, they're, they do look a lot faster, but to your point, you know, the plus what seven and a hook you took early in the week looking strong right now. Yeah, S. Warriors, not wrong. Actually, all our mutual friend Kenny White was on my uh, show on Sports Map Radio this year, and I'm not sure if you guys know this. He informed me that Navy actually has the tenth hardest schedule in the country. So, to your point, Drew Martin Betts and S. Warrior, yeah, I forget what he did tell me what Army was uh, strength of schedule wise, but it was it's nowhere near what what Navy's is and Navy played some tough games. I said this on Wednesday on, on the hustle show pod. I mean, they were seven point games with Cincinnati. Who's obviously in the final four. I mean, they were, they had the ball driving. I mean, that was a close game at the 45 yard line and ended up throwing a pick. Like this team has been in close games. Uh, Army has won the past four of these five games. Drew Martin bets. Three of them were in seven uh, within seven points. Um, last year, this game was at West Point. This year, we get back to the neutral site. Like Kelly said, there's no bowl game for Navy. This is their Super Bowl right here. I fully expect them to be up and ready to go today. I took the seven and a half. I expect the midshipmen to stay within the number here. CT bets. Maybe doing a little hula here on Wednesday, celebrating that one. Adam, we got to get you in here, man, uh, taking some of these uh, these chat box questions. Have at it. Yeah. we got best bets coming up. 
Yeah, I want to just run through. Uh, you know, if you're watching on Twitter, I don't know if we can see the Twitter questions. I think you probably have to put them in the YouTube chat. I, I don't know, but I someone asked that. A uh, couple things. Ohio State, Wisconsin, that's a big one coming up here early. That's a tough game because I would love to fade Wisconsin right now. They had a miracle comeback on Tuesday, and it was more Indiana choking a game away than it was Wisconsin really winning that game. But the number's probably right. I, I don't know. That that seems like the, the bookmakers got out ahead of it with the, with the number there. So slightly no Ohio State, but I really don't love it. Um, I'll talk about St. Bonaventure, UConn now thinking about making that best my, that my best bet. But someone said, love UConn, bounce back spot, way too physical for the Bonnies. They play about nine guys. Bonnies only play six. Well, right now, UConn's got their two, arguably their two most physical guys out. And they really, I think they only played uh, seven or eight guys on, on Tuesday against West Virginia. And they only had 10 bench points. So I would say UConn's actually a little thin right now because those two guys are definitely still out. Um, and they really were not impressive at all against West Virginia. So St. Bonaventure lost a game to Northern Iowa. It's their only loss of the year. Uh, Northern Iowa is a good team. They have, haven't had the best start, but they're a very good team. If they don't lose that game, they're still ranked. They're probably ranked higher than UConn. So I think that is a very, you know, it's very deceiving that UConn's the ranked team now and St. Bonaventure isn't. Uh, four points is really good value there. Like that's a, that game. Remember that game is not at UConn. That's a new, Newark, New Jersey uh, on a neutral floor. So that's four points on a neutral floor with the Bonnies. Uh, I really like St. Bonaventure in that game. Um, yeah. Let's keep, I, I don't know, Drew, do you see any other games that we didn't touch on? Cause I definitely have more opinions here. Um, you have more opinions. Can't believe that. Hold on, hold on, Jay. Buff. I'm just like still what? can't figure out why he doesn't know how to mute himself when he's talking off camera. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was. I'm playing with this mute button here. I'll figure it out. Uh, Jay Buff said Wyoming's a good pick. I, I agree with him. Jay Buff. Utah, Utah Valley. Buff. Utah Valley had a, like a historic upset against BYU, and they like sort of backdoored the the number earlier this week against Southern Utah. Uh, well, I could I could see them getting smashed there. I think it's like eight spreads. It's like minus eight, but I I could definitely see them getting run out by Iowa tonight. That's another late game. Um, so yeah, I I'll, I'll keep looking through the the chat. Trig, but um, yeah, Trig, you and I talked a little bit on so on. I believe it was Wednesday night after our show to Jeff's question. Right now, UCLA, UCLA and Marquette. I actually watched that Marquette K State game on Wednesday uh. night. And um, you could just tell, and I brought this up to you, Marquette has a solid squad this year. I ended up getting Marquette live uh, plus 125 to win the game when they were down five or six. To, I'm sorry, Kelly, your, your, your K-State Wildcats. They suck. Um, but so you told, You told me you agreed with me on that, and you, you like to play Marquette as a dog, especially I think today they are a home dog versus UCLA. Yeah, I mean, Marquette's the Marquette's the kind of team I'm going to look to to back as an underdog. You know, they're they're scrappy. Shaka Smart's actually probably going to work out there. Like he sucked at Texas. I thought he was terrible, but smaller conference. Like I, I could see his style working out there, and they don't quit. Like you could see it in the when they played Illinois earlier this year. Like they they don't give up. So I, I, yeah, Marquette's going to be a scrappy team as an underdog. Um, I have a, I, I think they might have a hard time closing out games. So I don't know if I want to lay points with them, but definitely as a dog, I think Marquette's going to have some value this year for sure. 
We have some guys asking about Utah Valley and Wyoming as well. Uh, Utah Valley, a team that just lost to Southern Utah, but they beat BYU. It's kind of a, a tricky handicap in my mind. They lost to Boise State and pretty much ran the table with a bunch of, you know, bottom bottom third college basketball teams so far this year. But going from Southern Utah on Wednesday to now Saturday's game against Wyoming in Laramie, you know, that high elevation. Not that uh, Utah Valley's not, I guess, higher elevation but still not the highest division one uh elevation wyoming though laying eight with them guys i, I don't know because they're under 70 percent from the free throw line and that's in foul fest range i like wyoming but i'm not going to lay the eight in that one oh, that's my that's, analysis that's there. drew that's the game that that jay buff commented on and i said i said i think wyoming runs them out i i, I okay. think that i think they blast them that's actually there's there's some sharp money on wyoming this morning too and they, they, the sharp, the sharp group that I'm referencing took it at eight. I still, I still see it at eight. I don't know if it's going to move, but typically their stuff moves. Um, yeah, this is. I think it's a horrible spot for Utah Valley. Like a, just a terrible spot to play to have that massive win over BYU and then you know play a, a really hard fought game early in the week and then have to go to Laramie. Not, not usually a recipe for success. So. I would probably lay it with my I haven't I haven't put it on my card yet, but I would probably lay it with Wyoming. That's what makes a market, man. That's what this show's about. So uh hey guys, best bets coming up. Anybody else want to throw anything else out there? Like the jazz um, tonight just, from Jave. Okay, yeah, go at go have at it, Adam. Just just want to make sure we we uh don't miss uh Michael Hinahosa. Hinahosa, I probably just destroyed his name. Uh, love Mexico State today. Don't understand why they're getting points. Yeah, I would agree with you. I I, I could I kind of like that as well. I think the the wrong team's probably favored there. So agree with Michael. New Mexico State looks like a solid uh solid side today as well. Uh, and then Will Zot. I don't that that Creighton game is tough. I, I don't I, I don't really know what to make of that. I I guess I would give I would lean slightly toward. Creighton with the points just because I'm, I'm really not, I'm not sure there. So if I'm not sure, uh, I'm getting five, like, you know, I, I guess that that would be, uh, plus BYU just blasted, uh, Utah state earlier in the week. So probably a, a potentially a good spot to jump in. Um, and that, I think that might be it. Um, yeah, I think we're all set there. All right. We got Eric saying, Drew, give us a degenerate special. I'll tell you what, Eric, that is my best bet anyway. A little bit of degenerate special late night, 10 p.m. Eastern college basketball. Keep in mind, I'm also betting Olivaria plus 120 in UFC, which is technically even going to start later, likely after midnight. So a little early Sunday morning action, which I think is even more degenerate special. But I'm going to Alabama versus Houston, ESPN 2, 10 p.m. Eastern kick. A little tip off here in Tuscaloosa. Adam liking uh, Alabama. I'm liking Houston. Ooh. This team is talented, defensive-minded, rebounding team. Look, Houston, number two defensive efficiency. They slow the game down. Marcus Sasser, he's uh, one of the better players in college basketball. I don't think he gets enough respect. Contrast of styles. And, guys, I know Alabama is at home. I think it actually is kind of a letdown spot. They played Gonzaga on the West Coast, not in, uh, not at Gonzaga, fully road game, but it was in Seattle. Now they're having to come back home. They do get a full six days rest, but still, I think that uh, Alabama, look, in that game against the Zags, you know, if you're just looking at the box score, you got to keep in mind, they hit 10 of their first 13 three-pointers. They got up against Gonzaga, put them in a good position to win that game. I think this is a good spot to actually fade them. 
They're laying three, three and a half here, shooting only 65% from the free throw line. I think Kevin Sampson and company, remember this Houston team, they've made a couple big runs in the NCAA tournament and the thought process. It's easier to slow your opponent down than to speed your opponent opponent up in college basketball, especially when you're about the same talent wise. I think that works in Houston's favor. I'll take the Houston Cougars plus three guys. We get the underdog here. Good, talented team in the late night degenerate special. That's my best bet for the show, guys. Houston plus three over Alabama. Uh, Chris Thurston, CT bets, man. You got best bets. The floor is yours, man. Final thoughts. Yeah, so like I said, I'm on Navy plus the uh, seven and a half here. I'll also reiterate my best bet that I gave out on Wednesday, which is the Niners minus one and a half over the Bengals. That's tomorrow. Uh, but I'll give you a best bet for, for college hoops. Trig kind of touched on this a little bit. He said he leans that way. But my best bet goes at noon. It's Ohio State minus four and a half over that Wisconsin team. Um, Value City Arena, very tough place to play. Ohio State is actually undefeated at home this year. We saw them beat Duke, number one ranked Duke, a few weeks ago here. I like Ohio State. Wisconsin's coming off of miraculous comeback somehow sorry to bring it up to you uh to you too uh kelly and and trig uh but they were down 22 come back and and, and biu i expect them to be a little run down here and uh i'm gonna lay the short number here with ohio state and kyle young to get it done for the buckeyes minus four and a half seen some sharp books this is ticked up to five uh so i, I like the buckeyes here and uh goes in about 20 minutes drew martin bets Ohio State, CT Vets, Kelly in Vegas, man, floor is yours. Uh, follow her on Twitter, at Kelly in Vegas. Kelly, what do you got? You know, this is uh, one of the cool things about what I get to do for work, right? And I get to interact with a ton of bookmakers, and I get some really nice access to some sharp information. So as I mentioned, college basketball, not really in my wheelhouse right now. I'm already working on bowl games. I've bet about five bowl games so far. going to kind of hang tight, make sure that nothing's crazy, no one gets in trouble, sits out, all the fun things that come along with bowl season. Uh, but I'm going to pass this one along. Drexel, plus four and a half. We saw this one get bet down from five and a half. Sharp group played it. Abilene Christian, while I know you guys were our darling underdogs last year during March Madness for this group uh, while we were in Vegas, I'm going to go against you here because these guys are far sharper than I will ever be in college basketball. So I'm just sharing information similar to what John Murray used to do. Don't get mad at me if it loses. I can't even name a player on either team. That's the honest to God truth. Uh, but I'm just going to pass it along to you guys. And of course, if you haven't bet it already, Washington football team is my best bet for the NFL tomorrow. Uh, that would be 1A. 1B would be the Atlanta Falcons. I tease them every which way possible. I tease them with the Titans. Let me see who all I tease them with. I tease them with the Titans. The Rams, the Ravens, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. Uh, every single possible which way. Surely this Falcons team will get the best of that short home favorite off a loss. That is a Ralph Michael trend if you did not catch bet on it this week. Kelly, bringing the goods here. I like that. No, the sharp market's always appreciated, guys. We got, um, what, over 450 people joining us live right now. Wager Talk YouTube, also at the Hustle Show Pod on Twitter. Please smash that like button like Paco's telling you in the chat box. Also, feel free to... Uh, Reply below on YouTube. Uh, anything you want to see different next Saturday, we're open to opinions. Also, any questions, we'll answer them on the next show. We got a couple questions we'll answer from Twitter on Wednesday's show. So uh, also wherever you're downloading your podcast at, The Hustle Show Podcast. Trig, finish us off, man. What do you got for best bets, buddy? 
All right, real quick, Kyle Zimmerman. Uh, yeah, I am worried about the swing in that game, and I just want to specify, I don't really, I'm not going to bet Illinois today. I'm just saying that I really like that team. So I'll even even with the line move, I'm certainly not going to bet against them. Um, yeah, I think we hit most of the chat, so I'll go with the best bet. I do agree with Kelly. Abilene Christian's a fade for me this year. They were kind of our squad last year. They're, they lost a lot, including their head coach. So they, they would be a fade. I definitely like her play on Drexel there. Uh, I'm going to go with St. Bonaventure as my best bet. Um, again, UConn, shorthanded. I think it's a big deal. Uh, it definitely affected them early, earlier this week in the loss to West Virginia. Now they're on a neutral floor. Those two guys still out. I, I really like the St. Bonaventure team. If they did not lose that game to Northern Iowa, they would probably be still in the, you know, maybe 15 in the country, we'd probably be looking at a pick or maybe St. Bonaventure plus one here. Uh, so a lot of value at plus four. Uh, should be a pretty good game at the Prudential Center in Newark, four o'clock game today. Uh, but yeah, I think, I kind of think the wrong team is favored, all things, all things considered with those two guys out. So St. Bonaventure plus four, I gave it out at Wager Talks a 4% play as well. Uh, that's my best bet for the show. He's Adam Trigger, Kelly Stewart, Chris Thurston. I am Drew Martin. Guys, remember, our belief is to Viva. Live long, live well, live it up. Hashtag Viva up. Feel free to reply in the uh, in the in the section below, guys, on YouTube. Open to a, to any suggestions. Best of luck with your bets, especially you if you're tailing best bets. Hey, have at it, CT bets. One more thing. Hey, you bring us in, man. Sorry. You bring us in. No, one more thing because there's been a couple people that have been asking about it. Obviously, everybody knows that Trig, myself, and the Walrus, Walrus is a whole nother story. We're still alive in the Circa uh, Survivor Contest, and we finalized our play uh, for Sunday. So if you guys want to cheer for us, that'd be great. We are taking the Denver Broncos tomorrow in Survivor. Um, there's 22 people left, and we're playing for uh, a few shekels here. So we appreciate the support. It's terrifying. The Lions are hot right now, but we're going to have to. <laughs> the you know. Lions are not hot. The Vikings <laughs> screwed me. Luckily, we chopped the pot. We played for another like three dimes or something. The Vikings <laughs> screwed me last week. They should have never lost that game. Jared Goff, best two-minute draw I've ever seen him have in his entire life. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. The Broncos are going to roll this week. If I wasn't a Broncos fan, I would give them out on Twitter. But if I do, then I don't ever not hear oh, about it. We, I love We need that, Cal. We need it. We're Sorry to interrupt you there, Drew. No, no, two questions. Kelly, um, are you we got Kelly, are you sprinkling money line for the wager to, for the uh, Washington football team? Oh, absolutely. My play should just be money line. It's that when I give out an underdog, no, I'm almost always sprinkling on them. Uh, if I don't think that they can win outright. So something that VR taught me and something he reiterates a lot is 80% of the time the spread does not matter in right. the NFL. Just pick the winner. Yeah. And I'm picking the winner there. It's a Washington football team. I like it. I like it. CT bets. Um, anything from Walrus? We had a couple of people asking. Yeah, Walrus uh, gave uh, us a little scare. We hadn't heard from him for forty uh, forty straight <laughs> hours. Um, he is uh, working Kelly and I's last nerve right now. Um, so that's a story for a whole nother day. But the Walrus is alive and well right now. Okay, and Kelly, we won't even we won't even go there. We'll save it for Wednesday. I don't uh, even know who he's talking about anymore. Uh, go Broncos! <laughs> go Broncos, guys! Go Broncos. Thanks for tuning in. Smash that like button on your way out. Best of luck with your bets, especially if you're tailing the best bets. We'll be back on Wednesday, six p.m. Come back and join us. Best of luck, guys. Enjoy your Saturday.